The biggest knuckleheads in Super Bowl history. The three biggest ones of all time. One of them a former Seattle Seahawk. Hmm. These are knuckleheads for acts they committed off of the football field. It seems only fitting that with Sunday's Super Bowl and Friday we crown the knucklehead that the two should intersect. This is knuckleheaded behavior off of the football field within 24 hours of kickoff. Knucklehead number one and a former Seattle Seahawk, Eugene Robinson. Knucklehead! You remember this guy? He was beloved. Yeah, well. He was squeaky clean. This is Super Bowl 38. He was almost Russell Wilson-like. Super Bowl 38. He's playing for the Atlanta Falcons, and they're taking on the favored Denver Broncos. And Eugene Robinson, the day before the Super Bowl, on that Saturday morning, received one of the highest honors you can get in the NFL. It's the Honor for Outstanding Character and Leadership. The Bart Starr Award. Yeah. So Best exemplifies outstanding character and leadership in the home, on the field, and in the community. So Eugene Robinson, the leader of that Atlanta Falcons defense, shows up for the awards ceremony with his wife and kids and accepts that honor. As the best, the most outstanding character in the NFL. And Brad, where was he about eight hours later? He was in a jail cell for hiring an undercover prostitute for a mouth hug. That's right. Yes, he was. (laughs) He had to be bailed out about eight hours later because he hit the streets of wherever the Super Bowl was played that year. Hey, baby, we got a team meeting I got to go to. Yeah. So they bail him out about, I don't know, 10 hours before kickoff. And he's allowed to play in the game, which was a mistake because he missed a big tackle on Terrell Davis, a a run, I guess, that moved the Broncos into Falcons territory and continued on a drive. And then he allowed an 80-yard touchdown catch to Rod Smith. He admittedly did not get much sleep that night. He said, I didn't get much sleep in jail. But he probably felt like the football field was the safest place for him to be as far away from his wife. That was one place where his wife wasn't allowed to get at him at the moment. Yeah, you know, and then when the D, after that big play to Rod Smith, the 80 yard touchdown, you know, one of his teammates came over and said, Eugene, what's up? He goes, I don't know. I was just handcuffed on that one, man. (laughs) So, knucklehead number one. Knucklehead number one, Eugene Robinson, Mm. Super Bowl knucklehead number one, and the former Seattle Seahawk takes that initial honor. Okay. Knucklehead. Knucklehead number two. This is Super Bowl 37. This is the Raiders. And the Raiders are taking on the, uh, the favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game. And the Raiders are told... Uh, they, they're led on the offensive line by their Pro Bowl center, Barrett Robbins. And they are told in the week leading up to the game that they're going to do a running game. They're going to do. They're going to go with a power running game against Tampa. And that's, you're anchoring our offensive line. That's the best way to do it. And so Barrett Robbins, the Pro Bowl center, is we like... We got something for Warren right, Sapp. Good, good. I'm glad we're going with the power running game. Well... All of a sudden, like a day or two before the game, the coach changes it. He says, you know what? I think we're going to go pass. I think that's really the best way to do this. 
And the Pro Bowl center is not happy with that. He's primed for the run. He flips out a little bit. And so Saturday before kickoff, 24 hours before kickoff, he decides he's going to vacate San Diego where the game's played, and he's heading to Tijuana. We're going to TJ. Yeah. Now, uh, the coach... Get some leather products and some cheap tequila. The coach didn't find that out until the morning breakfast on Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, where's our Pro Bowl center? Where's the guy? Where's the captain on that offensive line? Where? Where's he? Where's our anchor? And the teammates are saying, I'm not sure, man. We, we don't know where he went. Nobody's touched his locker. Yeah. And nobody had seen him the night before. So they let the NFL know, we got a player missing. Con, law, law enforcement is contacted on this. They're like, we got to find this guy. The center is missing. You know, we, we got to find Barrett Robbins. We got to find this is a, a captain of the team of the offensive line. Well, they hours before kickoff, somebody locates him. A former Raider finds this guy and puts him in a cab and sends him back. To the hotel. The he, ends up, hotel. he ends up missing the game. When he came back to the hotel that night, he thought that he had played in the game and he thought that the Raiders had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's one hell of an imagination. His next stop was not Disney World. He did 30 days at Betty Ford. Knucklehead! And the Raiders, of course, lost that game. The quarterback got sacked five times <laughs> Barrett Robbins was supposed to be protecting him. Uh-oh. All right. Super Bowl knucklehead number three. This one might be the hardest one for me to swallow. Now, why is that? I don't, just because, I don't know, just because of the nature of the drug and everything, it's just harsh. Okay, this is uh, the the Bengals are playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. This is the one in the late 80s. They played them in the Super Bowl a couple times. This is the late 80s Super Bowl where the you know the the 49ers are favored. Joe Montana at this point is uh, is he's already a Hall of Famer in his career. You're going to need everybody on board for this one if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals are going to run the football. They got a three-headed running attack. Icky Woods. Remember Icky uh, Woods? James Brooks. James Brooks. Icky Woods. And Stanley Wilson. Now, the most important of those three running backs is going to be Stanley Wilson because of field conditions. He is the best runner on the turf conditions. Something was up with the field that day, and they knew that, all right, Stanley's going to be our guy. Probably a little rainy he's gonna down have, in Miami. Yeah, he's going to have the best footing on this. We really, we're going to need Stanley to be the leader. Well, Stanley, Stanley, uh, they held one final team meeting the night before the Super Bowl to let Stanley know how important he was going to be. And they said, where's Stanley? Anybody seen Stanley? Stanley's going to be the guy who's going to be carrying the rock. We need Stanley. Oh, he was carrying the rock, all right. <laughs> he had his eye on another rock. They couldn't <laughs> find Stanley that night. Hours later, they found Stanley in the bathtub, naked and coked out of his mind oh, to the point where they had to get him dressed and call the paramedics. So they call the paramedics. This is less than 24 hours before kickoff. 
They call the paramedics. They tell Stanley, we got to call the aunt. We got to get an ambulance for for you. Stanley didn't like that idea. He ran down the steps of the hotel and busted out of the hotel. He wasn't going to be any part of that ambulance. Completely naked? I don't know. Stanley's best running job was through the streets of Miami. He was gone. They didn't find Stanley for three or four days. Knucklehead. Epic. Stanley never played football again. And, of course, the Bengals lost that day in the Super Bowl to the San Francisco 49ers. They couldn't get the running game on track the way they wanted it that day. Super Bowl knuckleheads. Will we have That's another an one? That's an NFL Films right yeah, there. Absolutely. Knucklehead.